Hey, everybody. Had the privilege of interviewing Matt Fliggy from Missouri for this episode of the Pal Pod. It was a great interview, something that uh, I picked up a thing or two from, especially the uh, some of the products he uh, he talked about. So you'll have to listen to get those products from him. But enjoy. If you want to be on the Pal Pod, please shoot me an email at the link in the notes. I'm here today with Matt Fliggy from Ken's Ace Hardware. And Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Where is Ken's Ace Hardware? So Ken's Ace Hardware is located in uh, southeast Missouri. We're about 100 miles south of St. Louis, so just come down the Mississippi River, and we're town over from the river. So uh, nice little little area down here. And just one store? Uh, Yes. For now, one store. Plans on eventually doing more, but for now, all we have is the one. So. And what is your role in the store? Um, kind of a catch-all, uh, but I think my actual title is more like a general manager. Um, pretty much oversee everything um, that runs on a day-to-day operation, uh, and usually all the our employees will come to me first, and then we'll go to my dad, who's uh, technically the owner uh, of the store for now. Do you have plans to push him out? Um, yeah. Uh, no plans in the near future, um, but definitely uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> Probably uh, my dad's going to be one of those guys who are uh, still going to be around until he can no longer be around. So actually my grandpa uh, from previous generation store uh, still comes down on our truck days and still helps out and he's almost 90 years old so it's uh, I'm not going to get him pushed out all the way <laughs> do you let him drive the do you let your grandpa drive the forklift still oh yeah oh yeah yeah when you know I, I feel bad whenever I'm on the forklift and he's moving you know the the tops of the opties you know the black flats and trying to restack them every time so it's like yeah I, I need to let you drive the forklift and I'll do the heavy lifting so has either of your family members ever gotten the forklift stuck where you just shake your head and be like, it's going to be one of those days? Well, it's not necessarily stuck, but we've, I'm, I'm sure like everyone else, you've ran out of propane in the weirdest spots, you know. So um, we have a little side street that we have to run on to get to our front lot, to our back lot. And there's been numerous times where, of course, the forklift's going to die right in the middle of the street. So that's that's our weird ones. <laughs> Uh, how did you get into the business? So um, I've been a part of Ace all my life. Um, the store now that we're at has uh, actually only been open for six years. Um, but basically, like I said, we had a – I'm technically fourth generation, but uh, the generation like my grandpa and them uh, had some other people who owned with them, um, and they couldn't come to an agreement whenever they got to retirement. So they, they just thought the best thing to do was to sell out. And then my dad immediately um, basically was in talk with Ace and said, no, we don't want the, the buyer of the old store to become an Ace and let them do whatever. And then so we immediately opened up another store in the same town about a mile away. Um, so like I said, been a part of Ace all my life ever since I was walking in diapers. What was your first job in the store? Um well, legally, <laughs> uh, probably cashier. Um, but obviously, like everybody else raised up in Ace, you know, 
uh, truck days was the day where we got to have fun when I was real young and walking the store and obviously putting stuff on the wrong hooks. Employees got mad at me and uh, but then quickly learned my way around and started putting stuff on the right hooks and stuff like that. But yeah, I started off as a cashier uh, in high school. How do you define success in your store and in your business? Um, I would say success, uh, like John V says, you know, you, uh, it's based off money. Um, but then also some other things. So obviously we, we constantly look at um, our year-to-dates on, on the transactions and dollar amounts. Um, but then we also pay real close attention to um, – like your, um, oh, I can't think of the word off the top of my head, but um, anyways, we like mango, you know, we, we do mango a lot, um, so we try to keep up to date with that on a weekly basis, um, but then all the metrics that ACE likes to use for like the um, pinnacle, um, we constantly are achieving that, um, and we basically, once we've achieved pinnacle, uh, we now have a goal that we want to achieve pinnacle within two months of the new year. Um, so we now that the ACE 100 is coming out, we're curious of how the new metrics are going to be changing um, so that way we can further our success in the business. What's your vision of the ACE 100? Have you attended a meeting yet? No. Um, actually, our meeting that's close to me is Monday, and unfortunately I can't make it. But um, heard some little snippets of some of it um, whenever we were at the uh, PAL Summit a couple weeks ago. Um, so I'm very curious, the, the actual, the overall, what it's going to be. Um, I think it's definitely a great benefit that ACE is already um, trying to challenge the Pinnacle stores again to go even farther, um, plus to get ACE as a corporation to the best that they can be for their 100th anniversary as well. What uh, what do you love about being in being in your business with Ace and running your business? Um, probably most like other people, uh, the people, um, the customers. Um, you know, I, I definitely like interacting as much as possible. Um, actually, this morning I was all on the floor all, all morning long just because I didn't have much else to do. But that's what I like to do. You know, I like to be involved with customers. Uh, um, being there for everybody, and that's kind of how I show my staff that you know this is what we rec- what I expect from everybody. You know, as soon as somebody comes in the front door, um, we want to be that that person that where I can get to know people by name. You know, and you're throughout the community, uh, you'll go into a restaurant or whatnot, and then all of a sudden here comes Joe Bob or whatever over and starts just having a big conversation with you. So it's just it's just a nice thing. I, I love the the customer interaction uh, with everybody. What's not so great about it? Um, <laughs> well, sometimes customers, but uh, I'm not one on financials uh, per se. Um, that's one thing I lack on. Um, so when it comes to that, I rely heavily on the rest of my family uh, to kind of <laughs> make the right decisions on that. Um, I'm definitely learning and trying to take classes and uh, actually, at this past summit, was trying, you know, took Augie's little optional course, and uh, that's definitely helped as well. So, unfortunately, yeah, the numbers is not the best, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to get better with it. How would you describe your leadership style? 
Um, that's a great question. I'm I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. Um, not I like to try to get people started on a project and then try to let them um, work on it, you know, uh, in their ways, and then circle back uh, to see how they were. Or I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's let's try putting it this way, or or changing it to this way, or hey, let's move this around to this, and maybe we can get a little bit extra room on the shelf or something like that. So. I, I'd say I'm a, I'm a starter, and then I have a lot of people try to follow in, in my lead um, and try not to micromanage as best as I can, um, even though a lot of my OCD kicks in, especially when trying to deal with organizing the store. How would you rate the organization of your store? Um, I, I don't like to talk down on it or, you know, like talk bad or talk highly of myself, I should say. But we are very, we try to stay very organized as an organization and uh, throughout the store with product and stuff like that. So um, we are thankful. We have a lot of OCD staff, <laughs> we like to say, because you walk up and down the aisles and everything's in its nice and neat little home. And um, we got a lot of people who will go around and sweep and clean and dust and all that stuff. And um, we get compliments all the time from our customers that it's been the cleanest and nicest store in, in a hundred mile radius. They say, you know, they go walk into other stores, and uh, it's just you know, a lot of stores get old and dirty, and they ha that happens fast. And six years in, it still looks like a brand new store, and nothing jam packed and whatnot. It's still nice, neat, and organized. Is there one specific area you walk by every time, thinking, "I just got to redo this"? whether it be the back room or a certain section in the store or the, behind the, the cash <laughs> well, register? Um, for me, I would say, so I'm, I'm very involved with our barbecue area. That's kind of my passion in the store. Um, so I'm constantly trying to change it and move stuff around just to make it seem new and up-to-date and fresh. And like this morning, we moved like six grills around just to change out the layout to make it seem different and already had two customers go, oh, when did you get this in? Um, and then I also like to do a lot of, uh, we have a warehouse on the back side of our store, and that's kind of up to me to keep it nice, neat, and organized and rotate it around to where you can get everything. And we actually just got in our Weber dropship order, and it's driving me nuts because it's not put away and it's stuff everywhere right now. So <laughs> got to break all that down and organize it and put it away. A fun Weber dropship order. That's right, yeah. So it's. It's a good time, but it's a it's a lot to take in at once. <laughs> what grills do you carry in your store? Um, so we carry all of Ace's best brands, so the Traeger, Big Green Egg, Weber, Blackstone, Uni, um, and then we do have the some Charbroils, um, the little deep fryers, um, and I think a couple other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, we get basically a, a wide array of the different brands that Ace carries. And how many do you take home to sample on a nightly basis? <laughs> on a nightly basis, not much. Uh, but I do have, um, let's see, I got uh, Traeger, Blackstone, and a big green egg, and soon to be probably a uni pizza oven in my very near future. So that might sneak away from the store. We'll see. So, so the next PAL event could be in your backyard. 
Yes, come on by. Yes, we can even do it here at the store. We uh, we remodeled and we have a big outdoor kitchen now, so uh, that's where we do all of our weekly Saturday demos, and customers love it. So yeah, you, you come by the house or here, or wherever, we'll feed you. <laughs> what is the best compliment you or the store has ever gotten? Honestly, I think it goes back to just um, when our customers walk in and say, "Just what a nice store you have." Um, we still get new, new new people, new faces in um, quite often, and they're just like, "Holy cow!" You know, it's just like this is a a very well lit, very organized, clean, um, and that just to me speaks volumes. Um, and then also um, when you're out and about in the community, and you're like, "Hey, you know." was in the other day and such and so helped me and you know they're just the, the best thing ever and you know and just so just hearing that the staff um is very welcoming to our customers and and helping them in the way that ace is known for so that's those two things are by far speak volumes for for me what is your favorite job to do at the store um, honestly, it's probably going to be demo days on barbecue. <laughs> that's like, that's my passion. Um, and I, whenever I'm not in the office doing stuff, I'm trying to be down in the barbecue section and exploring and, uh, talking barbecue with all the customers. Uh, we, we're starting to get a lot of, uh, guys who are going around competing, um, coming in. So it's always fun to talk to them, how they did this during the past weekend or, uh, where where they're going or where their ranks are and all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely me. <laughs> have you ever thought about becoming a judge for some of those competitions? I have. Um, so we sponsor a couple local ones. We just actually got done sponsoring a big local, um, what we what I call a backyard style competition. So it wasn't anybody going around actually doing this professionally. So it was just a lot of uh, just random people uh, that came and done it. Um, had like 1,500 people show up to this event to, to taste and sample and whatnot. And uh, I, they've asked me a couple times, but I've, I feel like, you know, I'm not the best case scenario because you hand me barbecue and I'm going to love about everything unless you completely burnt it. <laughs> you know? So, um, but yeah, I think at some point I'll probably do some, like some SCAs or some, other kinds of competitions if I can. What is your least favorite job to do in the store? Least favorite? Um, probably some bookkeeping stuff uh, whenever like they're on vacation or uh, I got to step in and do some the nightly stuff, the data entry and stuff like that. Um, like I said, it's just not my passion. Um, I know at some point it's going to have to be, <laughs> but if I could pass that on to somebody else at all times, I'm, I'm going to try my best to do it. If you could go back to your 16 or 18-year-old self, what's one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Um, so back then, I would say to myself that, um, you know, I, I wanted to, I didn't know exactly for sure that I wanted to be in the ACE family at that point, um, so I kind of kept my my blinders on and didn't even um, kind of give it a thought. And I wish back then that I 
would have took the blinders down and kind of absorbed more um, when I was younger. Um, so then that way I would have learned uh, whenever I made the final decision to actually come back into the, the business, uh, I would have been more uh, trained, more widely trained, or just you know just picked up on the odds and ends of way back in the day that would have definitely helped me out now. Let's shift gears for a minute. You attended the PAL Summit. Give me a 10-minute overview of what happened out there. And maybe you could shorten that down from 10 minutes. But what, <laughs> what, what happened out there? I, I unfortunately didn't miss it, but give yeah, me the details. I was, uh, I was shocked that you wasn't there. So uh, they said you weren't going to be there. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of odd. So, um, But, yeah, no, it was it was a really good time. Uh, Salt Lake City um, was where it was. But then we were actually just uh, kind of east uh, up in the mountains. And, and New Park is kind of where – the hotel and everything we were kind of based out of, but um, really good time, a lot of people. Uh, I, I don't know what the exact count was, but I know every time we got on the bus, it was a full bus load and a couple cars worth, so uh, a lot of people attended. Um, this was my second summit, um, so it was great to see everybody from last year's summit down in Texas. Uh, you know, got to meet people down there and then obviously reconnecting with them here uh, in the Salt Lake Summit, um, but then also seeing a ton of new faces. Uh, I was shocked whenever I think Matt asked the very first day that we all got together, you know, how many was there, this was their first time at the summit or even the first time doing a, a PAL um, get-together, and there was like over three-quarters of the room. It was crazy how many time, you know, the first-timers that there were. So um, it was a great time. Uh, I unfortunately was not able to stay for the last day due to catching a plane ride home at a reasonable time. But um, overall, a lot of um, knowledge was learned, in my opinion. Um, a lot of networking with uh, retailers, which is my favorite thing. Um, and then plus just going around and, and learning things from, like we had Brian Weiberg there talking uh, about some of the inventory side of things for the next year or two uh, going from ACE. Um, obviously, a lot of B2B talk, uh, which was awesome as well. Uh, yeah, just overall, it's it's a really good time. Every, we always try to make plans for it as soon as it's announced. I try to book set aside with my calendar to make it happen. So. I'm glad you noticed I wasn't there, so that that's a plus for you. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes uh, I, I, it's it's hard to to miss the people who uh, who uh, help out a lot. We'll we'll put it that way. I don't do much. So. <laughs> uh, the scenery was nice. The food yeah. was nice there. Oh yeah, food was great. Scenery was awesome. Um, I would actually that was my first time in Salt Lake, so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but I definitely would have. Imagine that if we would have waited, you know, another two months or so, um, you know, scenery was awesome then, but then add some snow into the mix, it would have been even even more great. It would have been wonderful. <laughs> uh, what, if, if you don't mind sharing, what was one nugget that the biggest nugget you took back from the summit, back to your store? Um, well, it's funny because, so we did the summit and then immediately – I came back for a day and went on vacation. <laughs> so this week was my um, kind of getting back into things and going over notes and all that stuff from the summit. Um, but 
from what I've gathered, um, one thing that really stood out to me was, um, and we've been kind of seeing a very slow decline in our transactions this year. Um, that's kind of how we've been measuring how we've been doing compared to previous years because of inflation. We're not really too worried about you know your, your dollar amount, but more the transaction count. And um, you know Brian Weiberg mentioned that you know the events are going to be key uh, in 2023, and I completely agree with him. I know we did a lot of events. Um, Kind of pre-COVID, we kind of really just started doing events right before pre-COVID, and then we backed down during COVID. And right before COVID happened, we we saw that every time we did an event, um, we may not have had a huge benefit that day of the event, but it definitely helped sales. You know, the like few days or weeks afterwards. So I think going in um, towards next year. We're going to definitely do more and more events, and maybe even like one a month is kind of my hope. Don't know if we'll get there, um, but you know, and I'm talking events as in some decent size um, stuff. And I don't know what it's going to be. We're going to talk with the team and see if they can come up with any ideas. Um, besides what we, like I said, we always barbecue every Saturday uh, and do demos and stuff. But I want to take that farther uh, and do some more bigger events. So. That was kind of my one thing, which kind of he he said that, and I thought, you know, that's that's true, it, based off of previous history for us. So. Nice. You mentioned COVID. What did COVID do for your business over the last two plus years? Um. Well, just kind of like everybody, uh, definitely boosted it. Um, we are kind of fortunate, so we live in a rural slash. It's kind of a mixture of where we live, um, so we didn't necessarily have to change our hours uh, per se. We were very fortunate um, with things, and we actually, whenever the schools were called off, um, we actually brought in a lot of our high schoolers during the day because they only the way they did school was you just had a certain key assignments due, and as long as you got them done by like midnight that night, they were fine with it. So. We were fortunate to keep basically all of our staff, except for maybe two or three that decided, no, I don't want to work, um, and, and stuff like that. So overall, it definitely benefited us. Um, we, we saw a lot of uh, more transactions than we, we could ever imagine. <laughs> uh, and now we, we look back and you, you go, man, this is surely not that busy. Uh, compared to what it was, you know, two years ago or a year and a half ago, but then you look back even farther and you go, oh, it's the same amount of transactions, or we're still busier than what we were four years ago, you know, and it's it's like a walk in the park now compared to what it was a year and a half ago, even though you're really doing about basically the same amount of work. So, you mentioned you didn't need to change your hours. Did you see a change in your customers' shopping habits? Not really. I mean, besides, you know, whenever the stimulus money was out, you know, the, we saw a lot of, obviously, we, we moved a ton of grills uh, during that part. Um, but as far as, like, behaviors and stuff, um, you know, every once in a while we had some people that were just like, you know, hey, back away, don't talk to me, stay away, I'll figure it out myself. Um, but like I said, overall, we were, we're kind of a rural-ish area, so we didn't have to that much, um, that many people kind of breathing down our throats kind of per se of, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, and the health departments were 
a little bit more lenient here than other places throughout the United States. So, What's your idea or ideas for ACES Future? Is there any ideas that, that you would pitch to the, the, the groups that are doing the ACE 100 meetings? Um, you know, I we're pretty, in my opinion, ACE, ACE does everything awesome. I mean, they they definitely try to get uh, um, forward thinking the best they can. Obviously, it would be great to find those you know unique products uh, before everybody else uh, or unique solutions. But uh, overall, I think ACE is doing fairly well. Uh, I don't know anything big wise off the top of my head. Um, but I think in general, I think ACE is doing really well, um, except for maybe a few little technology things, but that's one of the hardest things you're ever going to have to do because technology is always advancing, and to try to get in front of it and with cool new stuff is hard to find sometimes. So, What is the thing that keeps you going day in and day out? Um, I would say it's probably my family. Um, I, I always want to provide for them. Um, I'm lucky enough that I work close with my side of the family, um, but my wife is, is not actually in the business. She's a, I mean, she is, but she's more of a stay-at-home mom. Um, so I work for them first, um, and that's what, you know, drives me every day. I'm a hardworking guy. It's not uncommon for me to pull, you know, 60, 70-hour weeks, if not more, Um so it's that's just kind of my drive. I wake up in the morning, I'm the first one up, I'm ready to go out the door by usually 5.15, 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm ready to go to work. Um, and I'm usually home by, you know, 6, 7 o'clock at night. It's, I'm just a hard, long day worker, and that's just kind of my drive. And then plus, um, the customers, you know, that's, it all boils down to our customers. If it wasn't for our customers coming into the store, we wouldn't have this job. Um, and if it wasn't for the community backing us like they are, uh, we wouldn't be here either. You know, I'd be, I could be doing a set behind the office desk all day long and doing something boring that I didn't like. So, between my family and the customers, it's it's them that keeps us going. What are some things you you've learned running the store that you didn't know in your younger years? Um, well, obviously, uh, way back when I didn't really know what an RSO was. <laughs> Uh, so now we, it's amazing what the computers do and stuff like that. Um, uh, as far as that side of things goes, because I really ever, never was into it whenever I was younger. So I was just pretty much a cashier and a stalker boy. Um, so all the, the behind the scenes stuff of the, of the business is definitely kind of an eye opening. Um, but I was around it enough a little bit as a kid just to kind of get an overview, but nothing like what I see now or what we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Like this morning I come in and first thing, our server's not on and it, there's an error message saying it's corrupted and all that stuff. So here I am at 5.30 in the morning calling Epicor and, you know, I never would have thought back in the day that there's, oh yeah, just because one computer's down that the whole store could be down, you know, and it's just stuff like that. So You mentioned RSO did do you guys run an RSO, the computer generates it, sends it for you after you review it? Yeah, so um, I do RSOs for all vendors besides um, ACE. 
Um, and then my dad will handle all the RSOs for our – we get trucks as of right now. We're getting trucks uh, twice a week. We get two deliveries a week. So he handles all the, the ACE side of things, and then I run them all for all of our non-vendors through ACE – or non-ACE vendors, I should say. Do you know with the ACE RSO, does that set up to, to automatically send the, the PO to ACE to order the items, or do you have to manually hit transmit? Um, my dad is very old school. <laughs> he, whenever I have to run the RSO for ACE, I'm a lot more lenient than what dad is. Um, so dad likes to review everything. Uh, he, he goes kind of a – he's that one item by one item kind of guy. I will go through and kind of sort – sort out my RSOs based off of high dollar amount and quantities and stuff like that and kind of weed through that stuff first. And then after I feel pretty comfortable with the high dollars and high high order quantities, then I usually will just send the order without kind of looking anymore. So two different styles for us <laughs> when it comes to looking at them. And you both don't look at them just to, to match those two styles together? Um, not necessarily match the two styles together. Uh, like I said, when it, whenever he goes on vacation, I'll end up running, you know, the, the RSO for Ace. Um, and so that's based off of how I do my RSOs for other vendors. Um, but, you know, that's, that's kind of how I do the one for Ace then. So, yeah, he, he goes through basically a line item by line item after he submits the RSO or the runs the RSO, and then he'll manually transmit it after that. How many outside vendors do you use? Um, not many. I'd say probably 20 or so. And a lot of them is um, like our Impulse area. We do obviously Coke and Pepsi, and we have another, I think, two other ones that we deal with, Dippin' Dots uh, and uh, another drink vendor and a couple food vendors. Um, but then we have probably 10 to 15 different barbecue seasonings and rubs and some accessories that we grab from as well. So I'd, I'd say 20, maybe 20 to 25 vendors that we order directly from, not necessarily including the AceNet Direct stuff. Are you planning to use a new feature that they rolled out with the stock reserve back order um, PO that's going to be automatically downloaded every day? Well, uh, yes, um, the plan was to actually having looking at that this morning, but since Epicor decided or the our server decided to crap, we we're playing catch up right now. So, um, kind of I called you actually in between working with Epicor. So, hopefully we'll get that turned on because it, I think it is going to um, help us down the line because now you have to always go and. You're either double ordering uh, potentially, or you got to remember that oh no, this item is on your stock reserve back order, or it's temporary unavailable, or something like that. So I think it will save time uh, going forward as far as reviewing your RSO. So one of the topics on the the PAL Google group has been the server and mm -hmm. people going to hosted servers and that. So how old is your server? Um, so our servers, let's see, we're open uh, just over six years ago, so it would be basically six years old. Um, I'm, I don't know what the – if that's getting old, I'm sure it is. It's probably getting time to update it. Um, more than likely, and I know your next question would probably be, is if we're going to be hosted or not hosted, but I, I'm a kind of guy who likes to have the server right in, right in the office where we can look at it. Like first thing this morning, 
I was walking to my office and there's the server and I was like, oh, there's an error message, you know, versus getting down or, or waiting until the lights turn on and you're booting up the, the cashiers up front, you know, they're booting up the computers and all of a sudden something's not working and then you got to call somebody to figure out what's going on. So I'm a kind of guy who likes to keep the servers in-house. Good answer. Um, what is your best customer story? Hmm. Best customer story. Man, there's all there's always a bunch. Um, I I would say for me, you know, being bar- barbecue backed, <laughs> um, it's always fun when customers uh, come in and for the first time. Like say we just had one of my guys bring out a grill to them. Um, and then they come back and they're, you know, like, hey, come try this, and they bring you a sample, you know, and they're like, hey, see, did I do this right? Did I not do it right? Uh, and, and stuff like that. So whenever, I'd say that's probably my, I got probably three or four people now that's done that. They'll bring food back and say, hey, this is the first thing I tried on this. What do you think? And and they they knock it out of the park, you know. It's it's always fun to hear the stories of that and. Um, uh, it, yeah, that that would probably be it. <laughs> what is your weirdest customer story? Oh man, weirdest customer story. Um, I well, the one that comes to mind. I don't know if it's gonna be the weirdest, but it involves a, a theft. Um. So it was a Saturday morning. Uh, we were uh, opening up the store, and I was, you know, unlocking the front doors. And I looked down. And I said, "Oh, our our little rug mat or whatever you you know wipe your feet on was was missing." And I thought, "Oh, the the night crew must have went, you know, took it away and cleaned it or something. Just didn't put it back." And I was moving some wheelbarrows outside, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Well, where'd our um, our ashtray go?" It was an old-time Ace Hardware ashtray. And I thought, well, where would that go? I said, well, maybe they cleaned that too or something. So then I asked around once the night crew finally got there a couple hours later. And I said, well, you know, where, what happened to this stuff? They said, I, nobody touched it last night. So I was like, okay, well, somebody's messing with us or something, you know, because we have a couple of good uh, neighbors next to us, business neighbors that like to, we like to pull some jokes on them sometimes or whatnot. And anyway, so... I go back and look at the cameras, and it happens to be our very first customer of the day got to the store 45 minutes early and decided to grab the, a rug and our ashtray along with, like, two bags of mulch and just put it in, in his vehicle and ended up coming inside And after we opened and bought, like, $100 worth of stuff but decided to not pay for that stuff. So ended up tracking him down, and he was just, out of it, but it was weird because he came in and bought stuff, and like I said, he was the very first customer of the day, so kind of a weird thing. Did did he use an Ace Rewards card? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we. it's weird here. A lot of guys like using Ace Rewards cards, even though they steal from us, so I don't know. We always catch them. <laughs> Have you ever had to call uh, corporate for the information for a new Ace Rewards card member that just signed up while their friend was stealing something out the back door? No, I have not. No? Okay. But don't jinx me. So you might have just jinxed me now. So. Well, for I'll everyone listening, to... you can call corporate and get that information in ten minutes, even though you can't oh. look it up in your system. So. Okay, I, I will have to remember that. <laughs> oh shoot. 
Uh, you mentioned your, your outside vendors. What's some new and outstanding products that maybe you don't get from Ace? Um, I would say the latest one that we're, we're doing really well, um, uh, as far as barbecue goes, um, is a product called um, Jippies. Um, they were actually, I think, part of the um, that new vendor spotlight before the this past August show that we did, the PAL group thing. Um, anyways, their, their prep tubs and a couple other accessories that they do are doing really, really well for us. Um, they make great gifts uh, for the, the griller or just anybody kind of thing, and you can use these prep tubs for anything. Uh, I got some people buying the small ones, and they use let their kids – eat on the couch with it so that way they don't make that big of a mess, you know, or stuff like that. So, But I think based off of talks with them, I think they're going to be an Ace Night Direct person here pretty soon, uh, if I remember right. But, yeah, Drippies, uh, they're they're probably a really good outside vendor for us right now. What's their price range? On on their stuff? Yeah. Um, It kind of varies because they, they do have quite a bit of barbecue accessories. Um, but I think the best uh, we we sell their the prep tub that they sell we the extra large does the best for us and i think it's like $42 a tub right now or maybe $44 somewhere in there um and usually uh well this past fathers day is up marking down like 5 or 6 dollars um just to to kind of do a little sale on them and it took off like crazy um same with uh, i'm planning on doing that this for the holiday coming up uh, as well. And then I'd actually just uh, booked yesterday, so Meter. You know, Ace now has Meter uh, in the warehouse. Um, but Meter has uh, a new, well, it's not new, but it's been around. It's called the Meter Block. So you get four probes in the one block. Um, and I just actually was able to order that straight from Meter yesterday. So we're looking forward to that for uh, this holiday season as well. What are the key aspects for your hardware store for long-term help? Um, knowledgeable employees, I would say. Um, that's one thing we try to we try our best um, to do when hiring people. Um, we try to hire people for uh, not necessarily how much they know, but their personality. Um, we can always train somebody how to do you know, how to rewire a, a fixture or replumb a house or something like that. But getting down to the being personable with a customer is kind of hard to train, and, you know, being outgoing. So we try to find the best employees we can uh, so that way customers feel comfortable when they come in. Um, and then, like I said, we, we are constantly pushing the um, ACE learning place uh, hard uh, and so that way it, – betters our employees to learn more so that way they can help our customers. And I think the more we can help our customers, the, the longer our customers will keep coming back for us. What technology do you use in your store? Um, nothing really out of the ordinary. I mean, we do use, uh, we got a couple zebras um, that we use. Um, Far, I mean, past that, nothing really besides the normal everyday stuff. Um, we do use the uh, mango backstock 
um, we were doing the old way with the you know printing off the papers every morning, and then I was on for the uh, one of the test pilots for putting it onto the Ace Retailer Mobile app, um, and that's by far helped us a lot. Um, if you're not using that, that's in my opinion one of the best ways to move all that inventory out of your back room that could potentially sit there uh, with an empty hook, you know, out on the retail floor. Have you ever seen the Mango Office? No, I have not. Uh, I'd like to at some point, but I don't. I heard it's it can't be very big because it's just a couple guys running Mango, right? It is, but it's it's a cool place. We went there for a PAL summit one year. Well, I went to that nice. area and toured it. Nice. I would recommend taking a family vacation just visiting the Mango Office. Okay, I will. <laughs> Where are they based out of? I can't remember now. They're in, they're in Michigan. Michigan. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little closer for you than than me, but yeah. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get a pal summit back there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I saw that. I guess uh, speaking of pal summits, that they're looking at maybe doing East Coast for next year. So that'd be exciting as well. Yeah, hope hopefully that'd be a nice warm place in the fall that uh, sit back on a beach and and learn about <laughs> mango yeah. and other things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, any new innovations that you're doing to your store? Mm, not really. Um, like I said, the mango, the uh, mango backstocks, kind of been the newest thing that we're testing out and doing. Um, as far as that, we're not much on branching out, um, but we're not afraid to branch out if something gets brought to us. So. Um, I, I love to try to do stuff, but I'm never the kind of guy to f figure out what the new innovations are. I have to have somebody say, hey, try this, uh, and then I'll, you know, or have you heard of this, and then I start researching it. So, um, yeah, so if you know of any, let me know, but I, I don't know of anything right now that we're doing. What are some of the failures that you overcame, and how did it change you as a person and a leader? Failures, man. Um, honestly, for me, it's, I, I hate uh, getting rid of employees. Um, you know, that's that's one of my things. I, I try to treat employees as family around here. You know, but obviously, there's just going to be some bad apples in the bunch, and uh, you don't want them to hurt your business. So. Um, what we try to do now, um, if there are some bad apples or, you know, uh, I, I try to train them up the best I can, you know, and offer as much um, to them to where we may not have to let them go or, or see if we can move them around into a different position to where maybe they excel better than, than what they are now. Um, so that that's kind of my thing. Um, I, I, I don't really know of anything else off the top of my head. Any habits you have that, you know, daily routines that, that you'd like to share that you feel, you know, are beneficial to, to the listeners and to everybody? Um, I like to try to go up and down every aisle of the store once a day. Um, just so that, you know, and that's not necessarily like staring everything up and down. I just want to go down up and Every aisle, uh, just kind of briefly, you know, if something's weirdly out of place, then that way I know 
something's up or something, but it's it just kind of one of my things. I like to do, uh, I try to make it a mission to where, um, not necessarily, you know, it, it could be while I'm with the customer, um, but I want to be through every aisle throughout the whole store once a day, if at all possible. Plus, it helps me on my steps, you know, less work at the gym. <laughs> How many aisles does your store have? Uh, that's a great question. I think we're at 31? No, that was before we remodeled. So now we're at, because now we like have long aisles now, so it's kind of weird. So it's, I think we're at 27 aisles now is where we're at. And have you done the have you done the cornerstone store? Yeah, so we're we just remodeled this past year, um, and we're we kind of did a cornerstone. So we got barbecue in one corner as you walk in, and then we did outdoor power on the other corner as you walk in. Um, but then we kept all of the power tools and everything like that uh, in the back uh, of the store. So we're kind of a cornerstone, but not. Okay. Um, what about your your aisle markers? Are those in the latest and greatest, or you still have the old old ones no, from? They're the latest and greatest. They got the uh, the wood boxes on them, uh, so we're we're fresh on those as well. Um, uh, yeah, we basically didn't, like I said everything cornerstone except for um, well we have our separate helpful hub. Uh, and then we have a separate paint counter. Uh, we found that combining it all into one wasn't going to work the best for us just because of the amount of traffic we have on a daily basis. We didn't want to have that all conjected, you know, right in one spot. So, How do you advertise? Um, our biggest one is Ace Rewards. Um, that's, that's our – we 100% opted into Ace Rewards. Um, and then besides that, uh, we do some radios, we do some billboards, um, Facebook is another, some social media stuff. Um, that's kind of our, our go-tos right now. We don't do any print copies, uh, at all. That's all, basically we just get the runoffs, so we just get the minimum, like, 150 circulars sent to the store just so that way we have some in the store and that's, that's about it, so... Is there a reason you don't do print copies? Um, uh, you know, whenever, like I said, whenever my history with Ace is uh, the old store used to send it out, and we determined whenever we opened this this location up six years ago that that was a perfect time to get out um, from that from the print world. So uh, we still, you know, obviously with Ace Rewards still getting direct mailed out. Um, that helps uh, because some people still like that stuff. So, um, but we just felt like this whole circular world. Like honestly, whenever I get circulars in the mail, I just throw them away. I don't even look at them <laughs> just because I don't. I can get almost all the coupons and all that stuff on my phone now uh, faster. So, that's kind of my my thinking behind it. Who runs your marketing department in your store? That kind of falls under me. Um, kind of me and my dad but I pretty much have the go-to as far as when it comes to like the social media stuff and the technology driven side of the marketing uh, that's that's usually on my end um, what value do you get out of networking with others in your area with other uh, retailers well 
as far as retailers, we I, I, we got a couple close by that we try to get with as far as much as we can. Unfortunately, we don't have a group uh, retailer group, um, but we still get are in constant communication with the stores around us. Um, but as far as networking with other businesses, I'd say it's a, a, it's awesome. We um, we're fortunate that our local chamber um, they have what's called a, a business breakfast. So once a month on a, like usually like a Friday morning, we meet up. Uh, business, uh, local business sponsors the breakfast, you know, and they get a chance to speak for like 15 minutes about the business. Uh, but then the rest of the time, it's all about networking and, and meeting new people throughout the community, and um, it's always a fun thing to do. So, what is your passion outside of Ace? Um, passion outside of Ace. So, in between working at the, the old store when I was in high school. I thought I was going to pursue some like audio video um, stuff, so I went to school for that. Um, really enjoyed it uh, a lot. So outside of ACE, I'm involved with the church quite a bit, and I'm actually their head um, media guy uh, up there. Um, so I, I like to deal with uh, making movies and films, and I'm like they're director on Sunday mornings for the live stream and stuff like that. So if if I'm not at the store, I'm usually up there doing that. <laughs> how how are you and the store involved with your community? Um we're involved a lot. Uh it it's amazing how many on on day to day how many people come in um you know always wanting uh either a donation or just kind of anything, you know, it always amazes me. And we, we try our hardest to fulfill all of them uh, the best we can. Um, so uh, donations are the, are the big one. Uh, but then also, um, like, we just got done sponsoring a big barbecue competition. Uh, so we try to do things like that. Uh, we do a lot of uh, golf um uh, shootouts and stuff like that where we'll, we'll partner up with them, go on the golf course, have a tent set up, uh, just basically be out in front of everybody. Uh, we actually, while we were at the um, the summit, uh, I had they kept stepping out during Augie's financial thing, but uh, the town over from us uh, ended up having a huge water main break, and uh, I immediately got wind of it, and you know it was affecting like 30,000 people. So I immediately called the store and was like, "Hey, let's let's get some water rolling because I know, you know, water is going to be hard to find. Um, and we don't hardly ever pull. I mean, we pull some people from that town, uh, the ones that live, you know, on the outskirts of that town close to us. But for the most part, we don't hardly, you know, 75% of that town we don't ever see. But I thought, you know, we this is this is what Ace is about, helping people. So we immediately ordered a truckload of water uh, to come here. Um, not knowing that if we would get rid of it all or not, and unfortunately we didn't get rid of it all, but we still got our word out that hey, you know, yeah, you're you're our neighbors, um, but in times of need we're just gonna step up and help each other when we can. So we're we're always trying to do stuff in the community, get our name out there. Um, you know, never looking for recognition or nothing like that. We just always want to to be the best neighbor we can be. What are some of the favorite stores you've visited? Ooh, man. Actually, well, the one that comes to mind, so I was just on a on a 
uh, vacation last week. We were on a cruise, and uh, so it's the first store I've first store I've been to that uh, wasn't in the United States, and it was at um, on the Cayman Islands. We were driving by, uh, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's an ace store!" I didn't even realize. So I made the taxi turn around and drop us off for a little bit. So um, it was definitely, you know, it's pretty run-of-the-mill hardware store, but just different, you know, as far as layouts and the, the environment, you know, and what they sold versus what we didn't. Um, and just, you know, the first time ever being on a uh, another country with, with an Ace store. So it was, it was really cool. Yeah, so I missed the summit because I went to London for the Packer game. Nice. We were we were walking down the street the first day we were there, and there's a, there's a, a hardware store. So nice. I looked at at my wife's stuff. I said, "Hey, I got to check this out." I walk in. It wasn't an A store, but it's still cool to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, different cultures and and yeah. how they handle things, and and they sell Scotch Miracle Girl. You know, yeah. so it's they sell the same products. It's just a half a world away. Correct. Yeah. So we we did another um, another cruise. Well, you know, you asked about a stores, but uh, beforehand, uh, last year I think or the year before, whatever it was, we went to uh, San Juan, and there was a True Value down there, and it was like like a true old school, uh, you know, cram packed in a like two thousand square foot building. You know, it's just stuff everywhere. I thought. This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, small, but it was just the best thing ever, you know. And the old, you know, everything was done on paper, no computers, no nothing, you know. And it was just a, just a cool experience to be around. When you're when you're traveling like that, you see a store. Do you instantly pull the car over, even with the the, the family yeah. in the car, and you just stop and, and walk around? If if you leave, if if I'm driving and I get the option, yes, we're gonna we're gonna pull over. Um, but you know that doesn't always happen. So yeah, it, I always want. I think by traveling to other stores, you always learn something. Um, and you always you oh that's a cool way of you know merchandising this or um, just checking out their environments, you know, and, and seeing how are. How do how do they do business? You know, like is there when they walk in, is somebody greeting you or not? You know, or should we do things this way or um, things like that? I, I always try to go in. You know, I'm I'm nosy, just like a lot of us are, and if I can nose around and see what other people are doing and learn, I'm gonna do it. Do you have any recommendations who I should talk to next? Whew, that's a good idea. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I will say there's a guy uh, that I met at the summit, and actually I met him at the Ace Show just beforehand. Uh, I want to say his name's uh, Chris. Um, I'll get you his information. Um, he's based out of New York, a couple stores in the Long Island area. Um, I think he's he's a really cool guy. Um, and I think it would be cool to get in touch with some of the new uh, new people that were, you know, just recently joined PALS. Um, uh, I think there's uh, – some the, the um, podcast that we do is awesome, you know. I mean, we, we get to learn from uh, other people doing business and how you can better yourself and better your business, and I think that's the best thing you can do for yourself. So, yeah, if anybody anybody new to the, to the PAL group, I think you should definitely try to get with. And how hard was it to be on the podcast today? 
not hard until your toddler decides to interrupt it midway through. Anything else you want to talk about today before we we, we break off? No, I th- I think we kind of hit hit the nail on the head, man. Uh, it's just, it was a fun time. I appreciate you you doing these, Ryan. Uh, keep it up. I know it's hard to do and hard to find people, but um, you know you're, you're definitely doing a good thing. And I think the people who listen to these uh, definitely appreciate the job that you're doing. So, well, thanks for being on. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Um, best wishes to your business, and I will see you in San Antonio, right? That's right. We'll be there, buddy. All right, looking forward to it. Have a great day. All right, thanks, Ryan.